this is Can We Talk About This? And it's a podcast we've been we've been talking about. <laughs> um, because we feel like there are a lot of topics that people don't discuss. Mm -hmm. um, you know, as Christ followers, there are things that we need to talk about so that we can understand what the Bible says about those topics. Um, International Day of Peace is on September 21st, yes. which is the day this podcast is going to hit y'all. And so we're talking about peace, but we're talking about peace according to the Bible. And I think, I mean, I think that it is a topic that is misunderstood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I really believe that the reason, part of the reason that we're in such a mess in our world and our country right now is because we misunderstand this topic of peace. So when you were talking about peace and the difference, and that's why we're in such a mess, um, the things that I started with were the definition of peace according to what the world says and and then according to what the Bible says. Oh yes, do that because then I got the I uh -huh. got the original oh, yeah. language for those words yes. in here. What? What? Okay. Can we talk about this? <laughs> yes. Let's talk about it. Right now, I'm so excited. Okay. So when I Googled peace, Wikipedia, the definition quote exactly is peace means societal friendships and harmony. In the absence of hostility and violence, in a social sense, peace is commonly used to mean a lack of conflict and freedom from the vi from fear of violence between individuals or groups. And so all of that seems well and good, right? It's not negative. It's like it's inviting um, cohesion. But the Bible is very different than that because Jesus doesn't say that we won't have conflict mm -hmm. or circumstances that are hard um and that's the difference you yeah. know so um in the bible philippians 4 6 through 7 do not be anxious or worried about anything but in everything every circumstance and situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving continue to make your specific requests known to god and the peace of god that peace which reassures the heart that peace which transcends all understanding that peace which stands guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus is yours. And John 14, 27, Jesus here is talking about, um, in, my, in my Bible, I read from the Amplified Bible, and Philippians 4, 6, and 7 um, mentioned this particular verse. And so I go there, and Jesus is telling his disciples um, he's going to be leaving and that the Holy Spirit is coming. And Jesus himself says, peace I leave with you, my perfect peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. Let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance and give you courage and strength for every challenge. And so, I mean, it's, it's exactly that. We, we can have peace in challenges, not the absence of challenges, mm -hmm. which is what the world says. Yeah, right, right. And I think a, a, I have those same scriptures written down that. from my That's notes. So and I think that something that is really pertinent to that, okay, is in Matthew 5, 9, where Jesus himself said, blessed are the peacemakers. Mm -hmm. And I think we, what uh, Amelia mentioned is that I think we misunderstand what a peacemaker is versus yeah. what a peacekeeper is, right? Yeah. right? So, like, I grew up in a... Um, um, a home with 
addiction, right? Mm -hmm. And so I was um, codependent. My relationships were codependent. And I was the peacekeeper. So if you know anything about codependency, if you've been to like Al-Anon or AA, they talk about these roles that people have in these kind of family situations, right? Mm -hmm. I was the peacekeeper. I was make sure nobody gets upset, keep everything level, make everybody happy. And that is not what a peacemaker is. So I, I wanted to know, like, I understand the difference between a peacemaker and a peacekeeper in the natural sense, but I wanted to know, does the Bible point to that difference? Mm -hmm. And it does. So check this out. I looked up these words in the original language that they were written in and the word peacemakers, I'm going to try to say this y'all, it's going to come out hilarious. (laughs) Okay. Ready? Mm -hmm. Something like that. I'm going to spell it for you. It's E-I-R-E-N-O-P-O-I-O-S. It is used one time in the Bible in this spot. And it means, y'all, you ready for this? It's so good. (laughs) It means bravely declares God's terms, which makes someone whole. Wow. Yes, it is used only in Matthew 5, 9. Wow. But then in some of these other scriptures I looked at, because I wanted to know, is this, if this is only used one time, what are these other words for peace that are used, right? And again, this word was peacemaker, not peace itself. But I looked up the word peace from 1 Peter 3.11, okay? And 1 Peter 3.11 says, I know I have it written down here somewhere. uh, They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. That word is E-I-R-O. So obviously these two words are tied together. Mm -hmm. And it means to join together. It means wholeness when all essential parts are joined together in welfare. Okay. Then, um, you know, James 3.18, that's the same word. But when you get to scriptures like Proverbs 12.20, that word is shalom. And I think it's that's a word we're probably all familiar with, yeah. right? Shalom. And that word means completeness, soundness, or welfare. Mm-hmm. Romans 14, 19 says, let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. So what leads to shalom, what leads to shalom is peacemaker, right? Mm -hmm. It's that word. I'm not even going to try to say it again, y'all. It's that word. It's being a peacemaker. And here's the thing. According to what we just read, being a peacemaker means telling the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's the truth that makes people whole. Yeah. Right? right? That is the thing that is going to take someone from this confusion that the world is in right now. And that doesn't always keep us from conflict. Right. Mm-hmm. So being a peacekeeper is preventing conflict. Yeah. Being a peacemaker sometimes is going to create it. Yeah. yeah. But it's Absolutely. leading people from this place of confusion right. and the mess that we're in to a place of wholeness by speaking God's truth. I'm going to read it one more time. It means bravely declares God's terms, which makes someone whole. Yeah. Because the peace that people are seeking and gaining from the world is not the true peace found in Christ. It's not the same type of peace. Mm -hmm. The Lord gives us a restful peace. We get rejuvenated from his peace and this peace is from the world is stagnant there's nothing it's so temporary yes Mm -hmm. you know 
Um, it's not something that's why there's so many consumers in the world because they're always looking Seeking. for it that are in, mm -hmm. in all kinds of different ways um, because it's not something that is whole or solid. Yeah. No. Yeah. So what do you think are some ways that people try to find peace today that they're missing the mark? Oh, that's a, a lot of ways. That's a whole question. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Because it's, there's major things like, you know, sexual immorality mm -hmm. and um, addiction, whether that's, you know, drinking drugs or food or any of those things. Yeah. And, you know, for me, I struggled with food addiction and that's, that's not doing anything but shoving things down and, and papering over the problem. Yeah. Um, so addiction can be anything, but that's what we're addicted to is that feeling, but it goes away. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I think that, um, like the most common one that people don't even realize they're doing as like a peacekeeping or yeah. Peacekeeping effort is mind numbing activity. Yes. Yes. Scrolling your phone, watching a movie for the 80th time, mm -hmm. um, playing a, a phone game. Like there are so many things, especially surrounding screens and yeah. technology that we can do to mind our, or hello, numb our brain. Mm -hmm. And so that we don't have to focus on real life. Right. We get to escape real life right. and forget about it. And that we think is peace keeping our peace, but it's not, we're not finding true peace. We're finding temporary stillness. Yeah. And I think also it, it's other versions of God's truth too, mm -hmm. because, um, in new age Christianity and, and the new age thinking, there's a, a direction where they're seeking peace. They're seeking self-love they're seeking mm -hmm. things that sound really good yeah you know and so if you're not rooted in god's truth you don't know the difference you know mm -hmm. you're not close enough to him to discern that this is yeah it looks a little bit like it and that's i mean that's what the enemy does too is yeah it looks just like it but it's it's not the full truth and and that's where we get tripped up so being in his word is the only place that we're going to find that and being connected mm -hmm. to him yeah. yeah and you know that that the lie of the enemy that is so close to the truth. That's what the enemy did to Eve mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in the garden is yeah. he told her, you know, well, did God really yeah. say that? And, and tried to convince her that if she did do what God said not to do, she would have the knowledge that God has, right? right. He was so close to the truth, just close enough to convince. Right. And, and that's what he does to us. And this is how people fall into these traps right. of, um, you know, the new age movement mm -hmm. of um, all of these other things yes, yeah, that, that y'all were talking about. Is, yeah. We fall into them because they sound good. And and actually, I feel like this is a really great time to throw out there that we're having an event in October <laughs> called Flourish. Yeah. And it's going to deal with some of this really. It, I mean, it is. It, it's yeah. about having the peace of God in our lives um, in every area of our every life. Aspect, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, some of those things that people get sucked into that are, they are good things, but they become gods in and of themselves yeah, are things right. like mental health. Right. Like, right. Like we need, yes. Should you go to therapy? Yes. If, mm -hmm. if you need medication for your mental health, should you take it? Uh, yeah, you obviously <laughs> should. Right. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to like need 
high blood pressure medication and not take it. Right, so right. obviously you're going to take your medication, but, but the, the pursuit of mm-hmm. mental health becomes a God to people. Mm-hmm. Yes. The pursuit of, um, self love yeah. yeah. becomes a God to people. And does, should we love ourselves? Yes. The Bible says we should love our neighbor as ourselves. Right. Well, then obviously we have to love ourselves. But when that becomes first and foremost in our life, it actually pushes us in the opposite direction of peace right. because we become so self-consumed that there is no way we can find peace. Yeah, I think it's because we point to, for example, with the mental health, like the medication as what is fixing us, helping us. Instead of saying, the Lord has provided me with this. Mm-hmm. And he's the one who is using this to help me and to fix this problem that I'm having. Right. He's the one who put this doctor in my path who listened to me and understood what I was saying so that this doctor could then prescribe me what I needed. Right. God is the one administering this to me. It's not the medication doing the work. It's so funny that you say that because I have an, a direct story about that. Yeah. Um Last November, I I take medication every day to function, and um, I am really intentional about saying, you know, God has provided the people around me Mm -hmm. to do these things through my life so that I can walk in the purpose that he has um, and be stable. Um, (laughs) But last fall, I was seeing a psychiatrist, and it was a gentleman, and I just really felt like... I need something different. I need, I, I feel like I need a woman psychiatrist, not because that's a bad thing, but because I feel like she would understand mm-hmm. what I was dealing with yeah. a little better. And I never said that out loud to anybody. I never talked about it, nothing. It was just a passing thought. And I had an upcoming appointment, November, like it was the end of November. And my intention was to attend that appointment. It was a phone call. And that once I did that, I get three months prescription medication. So once I did that, I would take that next three months and find somebody closer to home and a woman who I felt comfortable with. And so fast forward like two weeks, I get the phone call and it's a woman and I don't recognize her. And she said, I'm working for your psychiatrist appointment and your case has been assigned to me. Um, He was preparing to retire and she took so much direct time to listen. She just asked me, okay, what's going on and how have you been feeling? Yeah. And just let me explain that. Yeah. And as that happened, she said, well, these are the options and what I would suggest. If, if this was my family member dealing with this, I would say, these would be your options. You don't have to answer me today. You can call me back. No pressure, nothing. But I knew that God had directly placed that phone call, like, there's no explanation for that. You know, I, I didn't even, I didn't stop and take time to pray directly about that. It was just a passing thought. And so God sees all of that and he arranges that. And so it's just, it makes it easier when you are closer with God to see his hand in all of those things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I have a, a similar story, not so much about mental health, but about physical health, um, which is also something we're going to talk about at mm-hmm. Flourish. We're going to talk about spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, like every aspect, relational, every aspect of our life. Um, I have been dealing with back problems for a long time. And um, 
they just really affected my life and my ability to function, you know, on a daily basis, do things that I love to do, like to run, to be as active as, you know, I used to be. And my sister had said to me um, when I was out visiting her that, you know, she, she said, I just don't believe that God wants you to have this problem. And I think he wants to heal you. God can heal you. And God had put the scripture on my heart um, that he makes the crooked things straight. Mm -hmm. And listen, I know some of y'all are out there going, he wasn't talking about your back. I know that. I know <laughs> that when the scripture was written, it wasn't written for Libby's back, right? But I also know that yeah. the word of God is alive yes. and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. And so every time we open the Bible, we will find something yeah. that pertains to our life right now. And yeah. for me, that was the thing. If he can make the crooked path straight, he can make my crooked spine straight, yeah. right? It's not hard for him. <laughs> and so she and I talked about that scripture. She prayed. I was at church, um, I don't know, maybe a couple months ago, a few months mm -hmm. ago. And our pastor, you know, had called people up who needed healing for prayer. And I went up for prayer and a couple from our church prayed for my back. And this guy had said he had some real severe back problems. And um, through situation, God healed his back. And so they laid hands on me. They prayed for me. And I have continually gone after God in this. Mm -hmm. Continually said, God, I know that you make the crooked things straight. And I've been seeing a chiropractor for, you know, a long time. Mm -hmm. And my back seemed to get progressively worse. It just wasn't getting better. Yeah. Well, Amelia was going to a different chiropractor who has a different focus in his mm -hmm. practice. And she just told me a few times, you really should go see him. So I did. And I was completely shocked <laughs> at the result. Yeah. Right. And is my back totally healed? Not yet. And I say that because I do believe yeah. that, that we're on our way there. Mm -hmm. Now, some people can say, well, that's, that's not God. That's not a miracle. Yes, it yeah. is. It, it is, is a miracle, yeah. right? Because I've been praying and believing and people yeah. have prayed for me. And now this particular doctor mm -hmm. has done um, practice, right, mm -hmm. on me that has brought about change in my condition. Mm -hmm. And it's something that, you know, in the natural, I never would have thought could happen. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes, you know, like, like you said, Tilly, you didn't even pray about it. And God responded to that in your heart mm -hmm. was probably the one to put the thought in your heart anyway. Mm -hmm. For me, it's been prayer and seeking. So it doesn't always happen the same right. way. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think what's important is to understand that our perspective in those situations will radically affect our peace. In those yeah. It'll affect our shalom. Yes. Right. In those situations, mm -hmm. um, if we understand that God's hand is on our life and everything, mm -hmm. we can have shalom in that. Yeah. Right? We also have the ability to be a peacekeeper or a peacemaker for our own lives. Mm -hmm. mm, that's good. That's and really how good. how that looks. So we my mom and I were just talking about this, how I um have people pleasing tendencies and pregnancy is forcing me to push those aside and become a peacemaker in my own life whereas before I was being a peacekeeper by having these people pleasing tendencies where if people came to me and asked me for something my immediate answer was yes mm -hmm. because I wanted to be someone who was able to help people fill in the blanks in their problems mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to serve people in that way and now I'm saying no to people, and I literally just said this to my midwives yesterday. I was like, 
learning to say no is really nice. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's weird because it goes against what I want to do, but, and I know it's for the best in the long run. Right. I can't, no, I'm sorry. I, I can't, you know, whatever it is that my body can't handle right now because I'm growing a human, whatever my emotional levels can't handle right now because I'm growing human. Um, it changes and being a peacemaker in my own life and fighting for my family's life, knowing that God has greater things for us than what is coming in front of me now mm -hmm. is turning out to be a really cool experience to watch from my own hands. You know, right. it's, it's really weird, but it's also really cool because I'm doing things that I wasn't comfortable doing before mm -hmm. and God's changing the way that I see life. I'm over here welling up tears <laughs> and he's probably looking at me like, what are you doing he's right like, now, mom? Crazy. <laughs> in case you didn't know, that's my dog. Yeah. And it is amazing to see the seed that you plant in other people's lives come to fruition. Mm -hmm. And the thought that I had when you were talking, Amelia, was that it's ironic how peacekeeping mm -hmm. externally does not create peace yeah. internally. Mm -hmm. It actually creates the opposite. Right. Yep. When you try to keep the peace in everybody's life, it creates turmoil on the inside of you. Right. Yeah. And God does not want us to live that way. He wants us to live with, he said, peace I leave with you. Right. Mm -hmm. My peace I give to you, not peace as the world right. gives, but peace that can only come from him, a peace that passes all oh, understanding. Yeah. And that doesn't come by people-pleasing and peacekeeping. It comes by speaking the truth of God's word, not your truth. And this is, I think, what's important, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I get it. One thing that drives me crazy is when people say, well, you live your truth. No, don't live your truth. Yeah. That's going to lead you into places that you don't want to go. Mm -hmm. right. Live God's truth. It's the only way to have real peace in our life. Y'all are getting me on a soapbox now this morning. To jump off of that also, I lived in that place for a long time where it was, you know, first I was stifled. I was, I, I didn't have a voice. And so then when I came to this point where I was like, no, I'm going to live my truth. I'm going to be truthful about the things that have happened in my life. That's how it sounded to me was, I'm going to live my truth. I'm not going to be a peace, a peacekeeper for everybody else. Mm -hmm. But I didn't have the understanding mm -hmm. of what God was trying to show me through that, you know? And so when we say uh, living your own truth, there's an element of, yes, tell the truth. Don't hold the things in that are killing you, right? You know, yep. be truthful That's about good. all of the things that have happened. If you need, again, if you need therapy, seek therapy, yes. all of those things. Um, but there's a difference between what that means, telling your truth, and then just being completely like, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Yes. You know, yep. Yep. Um, that's good. And I think that that's so important because we live in such a place in society right now that is so mental health focused, mm -hmm. self-love, living your truth. And, um, God does, he, he came, Jesus came so that we can have life and have it to the fullest. He's not trying to hold all of these things back from us, yeah. but, um, we have to do it his way yes. because if we're not doing it his way, it's the wrong way. And, and not everybody wants to hear that. Yeah. And I think a, a key, as I listen to you say that, 
a key thing that comes to my mind is so speaking the truth right mm -hmm. what actually happened that's the truth right. what happened to me in my life is the truth right. yeah speaking my truth right is different yes. than that right i can speak the truth yeah and i can live god's truth right but i should not live my truth because my truth is flawed mm -hmm. right my truth is affected and and comes through the filter of my experience right. yeah Right. And my experiences have not been good, right? right? You know, as a child, right, we look back at our childhood and, and there's so much talk about people who have experienced childhood trauma and, you know, there are things that we we go through in our life that affect how we view the world. Right. And that skews our truth. Mm -hmm. And that's why living God's truth is so important. But speak the truth, right? right? Did something terrible, um happened to you. I just listened to a podcast um, by a young man and he was talking about um, abuse that he had faced from his father. And he, in the church, later his family all got saved and his father became someone, you know, in position in the church. And when he spoke the truth about what had happened between he and his father, um, people in the church got upset. And they didn't want him to say it because it was making his father look bad. Yeah. But it was the truth. Right. Mm -hmm. It was the truth. Not his truth. It was right. the truth. Right. And and I think really that's the difference. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. it, it's good to get those things out. I, who was I just talking? I think I was talking with you, Tilly, about therapy. And about how it's so important to see a Christian therapist. Mm -hmm. If you are a Christ follower... Do not go to a therapist no. who is not a Christ follower yeah. because in therapy, we dig out what... Also, <laughs> make sure you vet them. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. You have to tell that story. You have to tell it. But let me let me say why I said that, and I'm going to let tell, Tilly... Tilly? I'm going to let Tilly tell her story. <laughs> Anyways, um, what was I saying? I don't even know now. Uh, yes. Therapist. Go to a Christian therapist because in therapy, they help you dig all this stuff out, yeah. right? But where, where do you take it? Right. Nowhere. Now you've just got a pile of crap. Yeah. Right. And what are you going to do with it? It just stinks. It stinks up your life. I love okay. that entire visual. <laughs> <laughs> smelly, smelly, smelly. <laughs> but when you go to a Christian therapist, they teach you to take it to the cross. Uh -huh. Right. You take it to him. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, it says cast your burdens on me right. because I care for you. Mm -hmm. And so that's the difference. Do not go to a therapist that is not a Christ follower. Now, please tell your story about vetting your therapist because it's hilarious and sad. All please the same use time. your discernment when searching. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, pray before you speak. Um, so, I, but I do want to touch the fact that you, and I know that we all do, but a Christ follower following therapist yeah. is different than somebody that is labeled as a Christian therapist. Mm -hmm. And why I say that, <laughs> she's going to tell you right now and it's mind blowing y'all. It's, it's mind blowing. Wild. So <laughs> I was in therapy for a long time with a previous therapist and I was switching to a new therapist. God had spoken um, to both me and my current therapist and said, um, you know, she needs a new therapist. And so it was time to move on. And so I started searching and I did, I, I went to psychologytoday.com, like the typical, you know, you put in your area and that is a great resource for those things. You can search by insurance and all of that, mm -hmm. but, um, maybe psychology today will pay for our 
funding. Um, sponsor us. Sponsor us, please. Please um, do. <laughs> so, but <clears throat> but I, I searched by type of therapy, which is Christian therapy, and I began seeing a new therapist. She was a Christian. Um, in therapy, we had talked about attending church, and she had conversation where, you know, it's a it's my session, so it's about me, but in the things that she responded with, it very easily seemed that she attended church and that she believed in God. And um, so there was no like red flags happening. And then fast forward a little over a year, Terrible. which is absolutely <laughs> mind blowing. Um, and I received a bill to pay my you know balance. And typically I just log in in the app and I don't, I don't see anything, right? Well, this came in my email and it had, and I know I, I FaceTimed Jamila and I was like, can you I please? was there when this was happening. <laughs> I was present. Yes. I was, I was like, like you? Oh, oh no, Tilly. <laughs> what oh. do I do? Um, so I open the attachment, which is a statement with their, um, their logo on it. And immediately the Holy Spirit inside was like, no. And I'm like, oh. um, what is that? And their logo had a star in it that resembled Satan, like satanic, yeah. you know, immediately that my spirit recognized that okay. that was not. Pause. I know some of y'all are thinking, oh my gosh, conspiracy theorist. <laughs> no, that is not the case. She's not. She's not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not. This is legit, legit what happened. Go ahead. Yes. Sorry, um, I had to put that little. Yes, yeah. just hold on. With us. Disclaimer: just, just, We're keep, not keep crazy. listening. Right, keep yes. listening. Just hang on. Hang on. You, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, and then I was in that moment, like, okay, you're overthinking it, right? Because we question, right, right. we have that knowing, and then we're like, mm, is that me or is that God? I don't really know. And um, so I'm on the phone with Amelia, and I was like, can you please look at this? Because I don't know. And, and so she's looking at it and she's like, mm, it seems a little off something. And so I open their website and go looking a little deeper. Ugh. And <laughs> I open the website to the front page that pops up, has a picture of a woman dressed in black. And you can see that it is not good. <laughs> and talking about, um, rituals like yes. like it was very <clears throat> new age very very dark though even demonic. Like, just call it what it is yeah, yeah it is demonic. demonic i don't care what y'all think that's yeah, what it, it is really <laughs> is because about, it's like astrology which would it, it was even deeper than that yes, because it was, yeah. they were um, it was witchcraft it it really they, this woman did witchcraft yes, she was it, a witch she mm -hmm. was offering mm -hmm. um classes on and it's not okay so the company itself was offering classes, not my therapist in particular, mm -hmm. but the company was offering classes on using crystals and um, magical tools yep. and how to use them and cleanse them in their rituals. And yep. I was like, this surely this cannot be correct. So I looked through, I'm like, this doesn't even look anything like my therapist's you know, page or anything like that. And I click through the tabs and I find their psychotherapy tab and mm -hmm. there's my therapist and I was just I'm pretty sure that I had no words uh, yeah no um, <laughs> which is 
in itself wild, but uh, <laughs> miracle. <laughs> I mean, you just keep going. Look, look at this. Like, look at this. What? <laughs> like, what am I? What do I do? You yeah. know. And um, so, I had a Christian therapist working for a clearly demonic and pagan mm -hmm. organization. And she was listed as a Christian therapist on Psychology Today. So if you just go into Psychology Today and you yeah, don't right. vet that therapist themselves, find their information, their credentials, who they work for, and all those things, you know, you might be, it, it looks like the truth. Mm -hmm. Almost the same. Just a little off. Just a little off. Yep. And that's a big off, though. <laughs> so you've opened up, actually, a, a can of worms that we're going to just dive into right now because I know that there are people who are going to see this that are going to freak out because you mentioned crystals. Yep. Astrology. You mentioned astrology. And I know those two things are things see? that a lot of Christians think are okay. Mm -hmm. And what you need to understand is that they're not. Nope. They are actually witchcraft. witchcraft. They are. They are. And there is, um, maybe we should do a separate podcast on this topic where, because I don't have all the scriptures right in front of me, right? And, you know, I just don't have that kind of a brain that can keep all that thing in line. Yeah. So, but I am going to say there are scriptures to back this up. Mm -hmm. And the yeah. thing about this is that people seek those things for peace, right? right? They Was it you that just posted the thing about astrology and the Holy Spirit? Was it you that posted a... a like it oh, it might. It might have been. I think really recently. It was about um, something about like astrology and the Holy Spirit. Like you, you think that you're listening for the Holy Spirit, yet you're consulting yeah. your astrological sign uh -huh. to right. know what should what you should be doing in your yeah. life. Mm -hmm. No, that is not it. Because those are two very different things. Right. Um, and we are to trust in the Holy Spirit in our life. Mm -hmm. um, so there are Christians who think those things are okay and they're not. And that is something that creates a lack mm -hmm. of peace mm -hmm. in our life. If you are going to anything other mm -hmm. than God mm -hmm. yep. for answers in your life, it's going to create turmoil on the inside of you. Mm -hmm. And really, like you said, you talked about uh, addiction to eating. Yeah. And that's been one that I still struggle to yeah. overcome. Because um, it's it's a comfort yep. for me. And because I don't drink, I don't do drugs, I don't smoke, right? All these other things that I don't do that I used to. I'm not going to lie. I used to do those things. Mm -hmm. And over the years, the Holy Spirit has pointed each thing out to me to remove it from my life. Not so that I don't have fun, okay? Right. But <laughs> so that I can find my peace yeah. and my um, purpose in him alone. Right. And so this, it feels like, it feels to me like one of the last things I'm sure there's probably a whole lot more things <laughs> that God's got to dig out of me. There's probably tons of them. I just don't know about them yet, but it, it, this is one thing that I'm telling y'all has taken forever for yeah. me mm -hmm. because I fall back into it time and time again. You know, I'll, as soon as I get stressed, I remember one time, um, I was in a staff meeting when I worked at LifeBridge, and this was in the old building, the first building that we had. And there were like maybe four or five of us in the room at a staff meeting, and something was happening that was stressful. I don't remember what it was. I literally just started pounding these mini donuts that were sitting on the table. My boss says, Grant says, Right in that moment. I am literally watching you stress eat. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is actually true. 
that's what I do. I turn to that. So anyway, I said all of that to say that if you're consulting astrological charts yeah. for peace in your life, it's not going to give you peace. It's yeah. only going to create turmoil. You need to seek God. Yeah. And that's really the only place that we can go for any of this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is to him. Go ahead, Lily. I'm um, interrupting you. Sorry. I'm, no, you're okay. I had two no, cups of coffee this morning. You're okay. <laughs> um, I would like to add on that the new age, the paganism, the witchcraft, the all of this is the same thing with different names, mm -hmm. first of all. Second of all, all of it's demons. Every single thing. Yes. Recycled. Yeah, recycled demons because people don't say that enough. Yes. They just say this is just a belief it's a religion it's a spiritual it's not no it is demons it is demons mm -hmm. and they are lying to you they are posers and they want to ruin your life that's what they want <laughs> well, they <laughs> use that word poser. when i was a teenager <laughs> posers was like you're such a poser <laughs> yeah, that is hilarious they are and um, one of the things that I will say, I'm currently reading a book about this exact thing, and it's called New Days Old Demons, about demons who are recycled, they keep coming back, um, and if you love the world, the book is going to hurt your butt. It's going to make you better. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. maybe you need that, but the first chapter is just like, whoa. Okay. I cannot wait to read that, actually. I'm in line for that um, one, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're <laughs> all lining up for Amelia's book. It's because it's so, okay. and it's so refreshing to have this conversation and be able to free. And I know we talk about these things often, yeah. but to just have the confidence in God and his truth mm -hmm. to say exactly what it is, yeah. because, you know, we're dealing with spiritual warfare and yeah. all day long, you yes. know, and yeah. there's so many people that won't talk about it. Yes. I Can we talk about it? Hello. I want to bring up also like watching people start to also like follow these same things is really cool because uh -huh. then you're like yes so I'm gonna say something like, that oh, I have God. not said um much pu I haven't said it publicly at all wow. I, both of you have heard me talk about this I've talked to both of you about this okay. but it's something that I haven't said because I know it's going to um Butts. Yeah, people will be butthurt, as <laughs> Amelia said, by this. But I want you to understand something. Because God has pointed something out to me doesn't mean that you have to respond to what I'm saying right now in the same way. I, I do want to say that because I'm going to talk about yoga. I know y'all are tripping. Um, I did yoga for years. And I actually did have... Uh, you know, people question that. Other Christ followers question that in me. And I was like, y'all, it's just an exercise. I don't, I, I never did yoga that included um, meditation. Yeah. It was just literally an exercise program. And, um, and that's what I used it as. Well, like I said, over the years, God has pointed things out to me one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. And this is something he pointed out to me. Point it out to me, okay? I am saying it because as I say this right now, some of you are going to know. It's going to it's gonna be a check for you because God has been whispering to you about this. If not, press fast forward. Don't listen to what I'm saying right now. Whatever. But here's what happened. This was so interesting. I, I have a yoga mat that I would take out in the mornings and put in my parlor and do yoga in there uh, before I would start my day. And in the living room, which has clear view of the parlor, 
I would have my prayer time, right? I would read my Bible and pray and talk to God there. And then I would go and <laughs> I was reading, um, reading in the Old Testament through, I think it might've been through Judges. I can't, no, it wasn't, I don't remember where it was exactly, but it was somewhere that was talking about the gods that the Israelites let in, right? The Canaanite gods that the Israelites started following. And I noticed that one of the gods, I, I just, for some reason, thought I'm going to dig into these gods because I love to look at what do these words yeah. mean. It's really fascinating to me. So I was digging into who these gods were, what their names meant. One of them was, um, oh, I'm trying to remember what the two, oh, warrior. It was a warrior god. And the other one was... It was a sun. It was the sun god. There were two gods that the Israelites had started worshiping, gods of the Canaanites, and it was a sun god and a warrior god. Finished reading these scriptures, digging into the background of them, and was like, okay, I'm going to go do yoga, get my day started. Went to do yoga, and the don't you know, y'all, the first two poses were warrior pose and, and sun salutation. And right in that moment, I had a thought, oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. This is actually founded in New Age religion. Yeah. And it was a call out to me that God was saying, are you going to draw a line with me? Right. And I rolled up my mat and have not done yoga since. Wow. <laughs> and I'm not telling you again that you have to not do yoga. Please don't misunderstand me. I'm saying this is something that God was asking me. And I do believe God will ask us to lay things down yeah. Yeah. in our life. Things that other people don't have to lay down. Okay. Right. I'm going to say this too. And I know people are going to get buttered. Maybe I shouldn't be saying all this. But anyway. <laughs> well, this is, the, this is the whole thing. Right. Can we talk about this? Get butter. Go ahead. <laughs> Make your comments on our podcast. We don't care. <laughs> the more comments, the more. <laughs> That's true. It's true. Go ahead. Yell at me. Um, say it all. So this is about Botox. I have not told. Oh. I've told like three people this. Okay. But I was saving up my money to get Botox because, you know, I got these 11s. That's why I have bangs now. <laughs> so anyway, um, I was going to get Botox to cover up these 11s. And um, I was saving up my money to do that. And there were three things happening in my life at this particular time. And God had spoken to me um, in my time of prayer and reading the Bible about all three of them. And this was one of them. And I knew he was telling me that I couldn't get Botox. And I was so, I was butthurt. I was really? butthurt about it because I have friends who get Botox and they look so amazing. Okay. I'm like, look at her forehead. It looks so good. It sounds so ridiculous. Your forehead. Look at Tilly's forehead. Look at Amelia's forehead. Don't look at my forehead. Anyway. So I Maybe was, I should get bangs. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, no, actually you look awesome with your hair off your face. Both y'all do. Okay. That's a whole different subject. Go ahead. Okay. So anyway, so, you know, I realized that it really wasn't about what God was telling me to lay down. It was about the fact that he was asking me to lay something down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really about my obedience. Mm -hmm. And am I willing to hand over the thing that I think is so important? Yeah. Um, and so that's really what that's about. Okay. And I want you to understand that. And if you feel convicted at the words that I'm saying about yoga, then God is speaking to you about that. And if you don't, then he's not speaking to you about that. Right. Please understand that. Um, God will ask you to lay things down yeah. that he may not ask somebody else to lay down. And this is why we don't run out and say, you can't do this. Thing. Right. right, right, right. This is why I think a lot of the world thinks Christians are crazy half the time because yeah. we're telling people not to do things that God didn't tell them not to do. Right. 
Anyway, I'm off on a total rabbit trail. No, it's good. It is good. Yeah. Um, I'll bring it home. Do it. Do it. Okay. So we talking about um, peace or shalom is in every area of our life. So it applies to all of these things. Right. You know, it's it's in the questions of how we take care of our physical with the Botox or um, how we watch other people responding to God's truth and mm -hmm. the things that he's exposing them to through us mm -hmm. because he works in and through us, right? Yeah. Um, to bring about his peace for us in a way that is not the same for everybody. But um, these are a couple of thoughts or definitions that I have found and peace or shalom is not just an absence of conflict, but a positive presence of the Lord's blessings. So, mm -hmm. um, and the other is to know shalom is to know God's gracious presence in all areas of your life. So in every direction, no matter what that looks like, no matter the topic or the circumstance. And um, it was interesting to me that this, the International Day of Peace that we're releasing this on is from the UN. The UN was, you know, who designed this, but the entire intent of that and, and what they, you know, in a kind of paraphrase, what they said was the leader, it's around the world, but the leader said he declared 24 hours of nonviolence and ceasefire. So, but it's, it's such a little tiny piece it's not the whole life, it's not the whole area, it's just tolerance, right? It's not actually getting that down inside of you. And I just, I found that so interesting. It, this is, I mean, it's international. It's the world kind of peace. And that's what he's calling for is the world kind of peace where for one day we just tolerate each other. It's not, welcoming and understanding and um in all circumstances even when there's fire going on yeah right it's we're just not going to participate for 24 hours but then we can just go back to what we were doing right and it's like a pause right right it is it's yeah. a pause button and so um i just thought that was so interesting because it the exact opposite of what god says mm -hmm. is that peace is for all areas of our life and that it applies to any circumstance even if the world is crumbling around us, we can still be okay, be peaceful in whatever we're dealing with and um, flourish. And I talking about the upcoming event means peace or shalom in every direction. So like the way that, I mean, this is very God directed and that we're, we're talking about these things and then we have this upcoming flourish where we're going to talk about each area of our life right and and how and what the bible says about that and how to do that mm -hmm. you know it's not just let me talk at you this is practical application that we're going to walk through and um i think that's such an important part of that as well yeah that's yeah. good that's good and really to know that being a peacemaker right is taking that yeah. to the world around us, right, right? Right. It's taking that understanding. It is being a peacemaker is pointing people to Jesus, mm -hmm. right? That's the bottom line, right? 
Yeah. Speaking the truth and to the ends of the world. Yeah. I think we're done with this conversation. What do you guys think? I think so too. All right. I want to pray. Yeah. yeah. And close this out in prayer. Father God, thank you. Thank you for um, the opportunity that we have to come together and talk about these things. Talk about um, topics that are pressing in our world today, but not only the topics, but how your word uh, deals with those things. God, would you, as we go into our day, into the week, into our life, would you help us to live in your peace, to understand that peace that passes all understanding, right? To have that in our life. Um, Lord, we love you. We just thank you for all that you have done. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next month. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And be sure to check out our website where we post blogs, information about our upcoming events, and details about our ministry, The Table, where we feed local elementary students in need.